You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about the power of supporting local. So for those of you following along, this is the very first episode of our wedding series podcast. We are getting married October 1st. And so we're featuring some of the women business owners we've chosen to support us on our big day leading up to the said big day. Um, and I'm super excited for today's guest. It's very fitting and I'll tell you why. Um, today's guest is Jay, Jess Ignatiev um, from Heirloom Food Truck. And let me just dive into a little bit about my obsession with Heirloom Food Truck and why this is so fitting. So I found Heirloom in like February or March of 2021. I was like walking home from Sendix one day and I was just like, oh, what's this cute little food truck I've never heard of. And I, I have to tell you guys that um, I'm not a crab cake lady. I'm not, but uh, I am officially an heirloom crab cake lady. So I tried this crab cake, brought it home. It was COVID. I love eating. I was like, you know what? Worst case scenario, I don't like it. And I'll make a frozen pizza. It's fine. I took a bite of this and I almost burst into tears of joy because I was like, this is the best thing I have put in my mouth in so long. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Um, okay. So that was the beginning of my love with heirloom. So I, I, Kyle, my fiance has watched me eat heirloom almost on a weekly basis now for the better part of a year or so. Um, and I was like, Kyle, I, I want heirloom to cater our wedding, even though we're not engaged yet. Uh, I want them to cater our wedding. And he was like, great. I, that's not as important to me. I want a, I want a live band. You want food? Great. So I was like, okay, cool. So I talked to Jess last summer, still not engaged. We we're still not engaged. I was like, hey, Jess. So as you know, I'm obsessed with you guys and we're getting married. I'm not engaged yet, but someday we're going to get married. And I think the date's going to be October 1st of 2022. Just hold the date. Okay. And she's like, cool. Yeah, sure. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, great. And then it was like, I don't know, about a month or so later. So I think it was like July. I actually went through my Instagram messages. It was <laughs> July of last year. And Jess messages me and she goes, Hey, so somebody else has asked about October 1st of 2022 for catering. So I just wanted to check if that was like still a plan. And I'm sitting in the kitchen and I look at Kyle and I was like, Oh, he's going to get so mad at me for asking this. He's going to be like, stop pressuring me. And so I was like, I got to ask. I was like, hey, honey. Uh, so Jess from Heirloom just messaged me and asked if we we're still planning on October 1st because somebody else wants it. What do you think? And I was like, oh, God, he's going to yell at me. He's going to yell at me. He's like, book it. You'd be so pissed if we don't have them at our wedding. Book it. And I was like, and that's how we set our wedding date, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Round of applause. Okay, so Love we are it. getting married October 1st, thanks to Heirloom's availability. <laughs> and um, I'm so, so excited. Also, again, we got engaged then a few months later in October. So <laughs> we set all this up before we'd even gotten engaged. Uh, so without further ado, uh, I am so obsessed with Jess and Heirloom. So excited that you guys are joining us on our big day and joining us on the podcast. Jess is co-owner of Heirloom, one of my very favorite food trucks in the entire Milwaukee area. And we're talking about supporting local, which is something we both feel super strong about. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Eloma, Jess. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here talking to you, but really honored about the whole wedding thing. Like we (laughs) were such an impact on you deciding what the date was going to be. And I love that it was not traditional. You went like the backwards way where most (laughs) other way around, which that's so perfect. And so you, and um, I'm happy to do your wedding. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Same, 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 same. Um, Okay. So Jess, let's, let's get into it. You guys launched heirloom in the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but From my understanding, that wasn't necessarily the original game plan. So tell me a little bit about your journey to get up and running. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) um, we originally were planning on opening a farm to table full service restaurant in Walker's Point. We man, we've been planning it for like 10 years, but like the nitty gritty, like down to the wire planning was like two years leading up to this point. And we finally, we looked at so many spaces uh, all over. We really, really wanted Walker's point. So we narrowed and zoned in on that um, and looked at tons of spaces and they ended up falling through for some odd reason. And we finally found a location. We were in the works of going back and forth with our LOI agreement and about to sign the lease in like that point. And this was March of 2020. Like the first week of March of 2020 when this was happening. And I remember it vividly. Maybe it was perfect timing. Yeah, I, I, that's, I totally agree with that now that I look back and like, this was meant to be where we are now. But at the time it was really disappointing because I mean, two years of planning, uh, we, at the, I mean, restaurants, the cost of a restaurant, it's, crazy. It's costs a crazy amount of money. Um, and we had people that were wanting to invest in us that knew me and knew my husband and my husband's talents and who we were as a pairing together. And so we had all of these things lined up and then March of 2020 happens. And that's when the shutdown first came about for COVID and we didn't know at the time and no one knew like no what one knew. remember when we were like this will be two weeks and then we'll be yeah. fine ha. Yeah. Yeah. ha and I was just like you know restaurants are shutting down and if we're a new restaurant and we're opening and you still aren't able to fill your space with customers like you the margins of restaurants are so narrow yeah so for us not being able to do that and being new I was like there's no way that this would work so we're just gonna have to pause on this not go forward with this lease thank god we didn't um and you know maybe we'll do this in two years who knows like really really bummed. yeah and so then let's see March of 2020 my husband like I was a full-time portrait photographer before this um it was like my way of being able to have like a weird work-life balance to be able Mm -hmm. to be home with my daughter and what she needed um at that time she was what six when I don't know it was from age two to six I was doing uh full-time portrait photography so like weddings all that stuff and um my husband was at an executive chef of a supper club. He was at the same location for man, like 18 years, but he was executive chef for, I think it was like about 12 years when um, we were planning to open this restaurant space. And we just didn't know like job stability. Is he 
what's going to happen. I mean, they were doing takeouts, um, me with my portrait photography, same thing. I was like shut down at that time. So it was that. And then that mixed with the safety of our family with COVID a little bit yeah. more about me. I'm immunosuppressed. So I was, we were really scared, honestly. Like yeah. I thought, I thought I was going to die. I was like, he's going to work at this restaurant and he's going to bring something home with him and the place that he worked at, I'm not going to say who they were and I'm not going to yeah. say bad things, but I will say they, they're um, the way that they went about COVID. They weren't as cautious and strict with the safety guidelines. Some places, yeah. Right. So he would be going to work with like a face mask, goggles, like everything. Oh, Come home, go into our basement, strip all of his clothes off, shower. Cause we we're like, I don't know if I'm I'm gonna get this. Like it's well, we don't be- yeah, we did there's so yeah. much we didn't know. Right. So we know. didn't know. So we didn't have control over that, obviously. Yeah. And so I was just like, we let's buy a food truck. And I was like, let's do the same sort of thing that we were planning on doing obviously we need to scale back a lot of things but Mm -hmm. let's do the same thing but let's do it on a food truck and we can do to goes because people can still get to goes Mm -hmm. we're going to be able to control like our own safety Mm -hmm. um we're going to be able to make all the decisions um be loud and proud about who we are and all these other things Mm -hmm. if we take a leap and just do this in a different way and pete was like ha ha <laughs> I, I always have really like great, crazy ideas. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he'll say I'm crazy, but I'm like, I'm doing it anyways. Like, that's yep. just how we are in a relationship. <laughs> yep. like, okay. Like, I painted our, like, a wall in my house is like super dark blue, like almost black. And I remember when I was like, I'm painting this wall this color. He's like, that's going to look so bad. I'm like, no, it's not. It's going to look good. I'm going to paint it that way. Anyways, I guess that, I mean, it's the dynamics of our relationship, but it was funny when he's like, that's a crazy idea. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go start looking for food trucks. (laughs) And I was calling all around the United States because you can't just, there's not a Milwaukee store to go buy a food truck. And then if you want to buy, yeah, unfortunately. And if you want to buy a food truck and build it from scratch, that's super costly. So I was like, we need to find a a good used food truck. So searched all over, um, was going to look at one in Indiana and then like, again, looked up this, (laughs) hooked up this guy's name before we went to go visit him. I wasn't going to go by myself. Pete was going to go with me, but I'm like, Pete, we need to look up this guy's name because we don't know who this person is. Like sure. I do some research. He's like, it'll be fine. I'm like, okay, look up his name. This dude is like a sexual predator. Oh uh, my God. In the newspaper, there's this article about man that was like a pediatrician is now fired and opens food truck. Like, I'm like, this is why, like, we need to listen to my, this is why the internet exists. Exactly. Like we need to be careful. So we didn't obviously even meet this dude, but before we found the food truck that we have now, that was one of the really odd situations. that we <laughs> um, But yeah, found a food truck in Colorado and, uh, um, you know, ended up being the perfect fit. It was big enough because we needed a bigger truck. Yep. So we could have more equipment because we wanted to have a full service restaurant on a food truck. Yeah. So that was the goal. Um, and then in, when was that? end of june we had the truck and then we opened september 6th of 2020 so it happened really fast (laughs) so tell me 
Um, well, you know, people always say that like overnight successes took like 10 years, right? You guys have been planning this for a long right. time. So when you were just like, all right, we're going to light the fire and then it happened. Yeah. But talk to me a little bit about um, the play, the role that the local community played and you guys getting up and running and like your initial success. And like now, obviously you're sold out of my beautiful <laughs> Craig crab cakes all the time. So like <laughs> it's going well. Um, but tell me a little bit about how uh, the local community played a role in, in getting you guys up and running. Oh, like from every aspect. I mean, from the beginning, we knew that we wanted to work with local, like in every part of our business as much as possible um, from the most important thing being a new food truck is making these partnerships with the small local businesses um, to park and partner with and park mm -hmm. in front of. And um, so that was like the number one when it comes to local, like what are these small local businesses that we can help provide a service that they're not able to provide to their customers and vice versa. So the biggest thing, it was like, obviously we need to work with breweries because mm -hmm. beer, Wisconsin food, um, <laughs> that was like the number one thing. So obviously we reached out to all of like the local breweries, like the Fermatorium, Third Space Brewing, Enlightened, 1840. Um, so that was one of the first things like having that spot where we have a home away from home. So we have yeah. multiple homes because of all these places. Yeah. Um, and then that goes not even to just breweries, but we are the sole food truck for the Milwaukee Makers Market. Um, they're usually oh. at the Discovery World, sometimes at the Ivy House, but it's one Sunday. I think it's the third Sunday of every month, April through December. Okay. Um, but that, again, we want to be around other local small businesses, and that yep. is a ton of local small businesses in one area. So that was right up our alley, but then not from just where we're parking our truck to the produce that we're purchasing to the t-shirts that we're going to have made all of those decisions. If we could have control over them, we made sure that we were working with other local businesses. And if it was at all possible, female, uh, black owned, brown owned, LGBTQ plus owned, like we really care about using whatever tiny financial power we have as a super small business and giving that money back to the people that deserve it the most, yeah. um, that we believe deserve it the most. So we have Chloe from Chase My Creations. She makes our heirloom t-shirts. Well, she makes some of them and then we- and They're she, very what? soft. I, love I have I have a magic one. heirloom t-shirt and my teammate bought me an heirloom sweatshirt for Christmas. Aww, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm all, you know, swagged yep. out. <laughs> Those are both from Chloe from Chase My Creations, woman, black owned business. She's amazing. She's her stuff is quality too. So we yep. don't just care like, are you local? But we also care like, are we buying quality um, ingredients, quality products? Um, and then also Merch Man makes some of our other shirts too. And that is a black owned local business here in Milwaukee too. Um, but then produce, obviously we're in Wisconsin, so that can get really 
weird because of, you know, we have basically spring through late fall now um, to buy really awesome local produce. There are some farms that can operate year round, but that really changes what things are available. But mm-hmm. we do work with quite a few, as many as we can. Um, Farm Happy in Jackson, uh, Milwaukee Microgreens. We are constantly hitting up the West Dallas Farmers Market. We're there every single Tuesday mm-hmm. talking with all those folks. Um, but then the biggest thing is local, super local is we have a... <laughs> I don't want to say it's large, but it's as big as it possibly can be. We have an urban garden. Um, it takes over our entire yard. We grow everything that we could possibly use on the food truck. So that also helps being fresh in our carbon footprint um, and all of those things. So, and we, I've always had a love for gardening. So, okay, wait, I have a very unrelated to local yeah. question, purely yep. selfish, because I've yep. become obsessed with gardening too. What are your like top three tips for a successful vegetable garden? Oh man, good soil. You have to start with really good soil. first. Okay, what, what, what do you consider to be good soil? Um, do you compost at all? I just got a loamy that I'm composting and putting the dirt. I'm still figuring out how it all yeah. works, but I'm well, working on it. Composting is huge and it does take a while, obviously, for your compost to turn, but you can also buy compost, um, compost okay. crusaders. We, so we have two different types of compost for our business and for our home life. We have compost that's like or organic only compost, only fruits and vegetables, and then eggshells. That uh-huh. is our home compost. Okay. That is the stuff that will turn into compost for our garden, for all that good stuff. Then we have our compost for compost crusaders, which is anything outside of that, that is food. They take all food waste, like meat, uh, leftovers that you maybe forgot to use. They take everything. So that goes to compost crusaders. It's not saying that it's not good. It is completely good and okay to use, but we're super picky when it comes to like our garden. I've just gone that way. Um, so compost is huge, making sure that you start with a well-tilled, really good dirt, add compost, start with that. Um, if you buy starter plants, if you're like new to gardening, baby mama botanicals, actually that's where we got about half of our starter plants for our garden, because I don't have time. The other Uh half I do by seed. Um, starting in March, but she's amazing. She's also a local farmer in Milwaukee. You can also buy produce from her, but she has amazing starter plants and she has so many cool heirloom tomatoes that you really can't get at other places. So get your, get your starter plants from an awesome spot. Um, and I mean, I know so many tricks like planting, for example, if you're doing tomato starter plants, not being afraid at the bottom of your tomato plants, you know, all the plant grows tall, right? Yeah. You're not going to cut anything at the top, but you do want to cut the branches that are lowest and dig a deeper hole um, and allow those to grow stronger roots. So that's what always has been beneficial for me, but then not being afraid as your plant grows bigger, the, and this doesn't have to be just tomato plants. This could be pepper plants too, but any of the leaves and the branches towards the bottom of the plant that you notice that are hanging into the dirt, yeah, like when you're watering it and they're getting long, cut those back because those will help by cutting them back, not allow disease to enter into your plant. Uh, so that's, but yeah, there's so many, I, if you need oh any, man, 
Okay, like, we, we could have an entire separate podcast oh, yeah. on right. like Jess's gardening tips because I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm totally obsessed. Okay, back to local. Back That's to local. So okay. Uh we were t- I don't we were talking about amazing things. Um I also wanted to highlight, I know you've got a couple of uh local initiatives that you have kind of um started with different women and such in the food community, et cetera. So take a moment and tell us a little bit about your local involvement in different yeah. groups that you started. So the one right now is Let's Talk Women uh, Milwaukee. So that is a group of women in Milwaukee and the Milwaukee surrounding areas that are owners in the food and beverage industry specifically. So it's a group of amazing. We have a really diverse group of women, too. So um, we're a group of women. We have no specific agenda, um, but our main Our main goal is to uplift one another, support one another, and bring attention to difficulties and obstacles that we go through being women in this industry. Um, And so we have lots of amazing, I mean, I co-host the group with Dana from Flower Girl and Lupe from Modern Maki, but we have at least 30 and growing women um, in this group. And we meet monthly via Zoom just to connect with one another. But we also have events that we plan last March of 2022. This year, we did our very first group or event as a group. And that was the International Women's Day dinner. Mm. Um, So it was a bunch of us with our own food that we passed around. And it was an amazing event. But we're going to be doing that every single year. The venue will change And hopefully it'll be the same group of women, but even more. Um, But then also, you know, just connecting with each other every month, checking in with one another. We can talk about uh, whether it's vendors reaching out for that or issues that we're going through and seeing if it's Mm -hmm. like a common issue. And we've sadly have noticed a lot of things that we deal with that you don't realize is a woman issue until you talk about it with other women that are in your field. So. What would you say are like, like a couple of top issues, like one to three top issues that you think, or that, you know, a lot of women in this field are facing and how are you guys overcoming that? Like what resources, et cetera, are you tapping into to kind of try to move that forward? Well, and it it is a challenge, obviously, like the number one thing we've been able to do is bring attention to it. Like that's our starting point. We are shining a light on it. Yep. Shining the light, talking about it, not being afraid to talk about it. So um, one thing that we were discussing on a call, because we always try to touch in with each other before we start the call to see how everybody is feeling. And I was like, I was pretty bummed this day because we found we actually were. I know we were just talking about, are you going to do a space, a storefront or are you not? And at the time I was like, you know what? This location is perfect for us. It was a spot in Walker's Point. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we're going to do this and we would be doing the food truck as well. A restaurant space in this. And um, because we're really picky about where we're going to be, if we're going to go to that next point, it's going to be in the right spot. It's not going to be just because there's a spot available. But um, so I was just speaking with the group and I was like, we were about to go to the next steps in leasing the space. We're like about to go over to this white. I'm going to say who he was. I'm not going to say his name, but white male, because there usually are the real estate holders in mm-hmm. Milwaukee are white men. No shocker there. Um, and we were about to bring a deposit to hold the space so we could go to the next steps. And uh, it was between us, 
myself and Pete and uh, another business that was a white male owned business, solo white male owned business, no Mm -hmm. woman attached to it. And we had like more experience. Like if you put our two pages next to each other, it was like, we're, and I'm not going to try to like toot my own horn, but we clearly were like the better fit for Mm -hmm. that space for the area. Um, This person didn't even own a space in Milwaukee yet, blah, blah, blah. And then the ending result was the owner was going to go with the other business. And all the meetings, like when we met with him, I attended because my face is a part of this business. I'm not going to shy away because I'm a woman. And I, so I brought that up and I was just like, I don't know. Is this just me? Like, I feel like because I was there, I was looked down on because I'm a woman. I felt that vibe from him. And I'm not even kidding you. There was 20 women on the call that time. And five other women had recently dealt with that same situation. And those were solo, like, or it was either a solo business, woman owned business, or like a pair of women. So I was like, if me having a partner, that's a white man is having these issues because I'm attached to it. And you guys are having these issues. Like this is a woman issue. And this isn't just in our industry too. This is in all industries. Women have to be dealing with this because we're not taken seriously. Uh, we're not respected. Um, people don't have the faith in us that they do in a uh, male. Um, Which is so crazy to me because it's like, yeah. I I think women are, are like in, I don't want to say invincible because that makes it sound like we're not people, but like invincible as hum, as much as humans can be. And then I think moms on top of that are like superheroes. Yeah. And it's like, look at all the shit that we get done on a regular basis. Dude. And I I love my fiance. So I'm not going to use this as an opportunity to bash a white man. Um, but he'll be like, tell me the thing to do so I can do the thing. And I'm like, cool. I'm juggling 15,000 things in my head, but I will give you one of them so you can go do that. Right. OK, when you're done, come back and I'll give you another one. Yeah. And so I don't understand why people don't give women the credit that we deserve when we're juggling a million things at a time. Oh, juggling it and also leading other people, like you said. And doing it. And juggling it, doing it, and juggling being a mom, juggling uh, taking care of your partners or helping take care of your partners. And I, like, I always, I'm not afraid to say to Pete, like, white men, like, are you kidding me right now? Like, wake up, we need you to be loud. And he is, like, he knows what I mean by that because he strives to like learn and do better. And he's not in that ballpark because he cares and he sees it too. He sees like the ridiculousness that women have to deal with and that men just have the privilege of being able to be mediocre and get just as much credit. Um, but yeah, so that was one thing that sparked my, like, I had a gut feeling. I was like, am I crazy? I started feeling crazy. I was like, am I blaming this on that? Because you know, that sense when you're speaking with like a new guy that you don't know, or a new man that you don't know, and they look at you and talk to you in a different way because you're a woman, like, oh, but yeah, so that has been something that we've brought to light. And I've talked about that. Was that on? When we were on Lake Effect, I can't remember. But so that was one. The other thing is what we were just speaking about, women being able to juggle multiple things. Well, with COVID and the shutdown and things still being unknown, some women having to work from home, 
a lot of women not having the privilege to work from home, but still having to watch their children, uh, even when the children's schools shut down because they can't be at school and the women are expected to quit their job while the husband still is able to go to work. And then also the husband or the partner or whoever, the male in the relationship gets a pay raise because they're like, oh, you have to provide for your family now. So here's more money. So that increases the wage gap. Um, I mean, there's so many things that are intersectional between our industry and food and beverage and other industries. Mm -hmm. And obviously like there's things that might slightly be different, but really it overall, it's the same issues that women in other industries deal with. Um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the one specific thing is when we're speaking of like women chefs or women owners that are like the chef or executive chef and also owner, like the struggles that they've had to deal with to get where they mm-hmm. are um, in the industry, specifically women chefs are not taken seriously the same way that men are um, and their positions and their raises and the way that they move up in these restaurants are so much different and than other or than their male counterparts is what I'm trying to get out. Um, so that is definitely one thing. So our biggest thing as women is if we are owners and we are able to take control of policies and responsibilities in these businesses, in our industry, we can ensure that everyone has a seat at the table, that women are respected, that we have policies in place to ensure that everyone is aware of this respect. And that goes down to respect, to sexual harassment, to inappropriate language. Because the restaurant, have you ever worked in a restaurant? Yes. So you, I know, I don't even need to be like, have you experienced this? I know you have. Um, So that trickles down all the way to these young girls that a lot of times their first jobs are in a restaurant as a Mm -hmm. busser, then a server, then a bartender. And it disgusts me. It's disgusting that we've allowed that kind of environment to flourish and just be like, eh, it's the restaurant industry. That's just how it is. No, it's, it's not. It's not how it is. So um, the goal is to bring awareness, number one, but we can have that power to make those changes. And then hopefully by bringing that awareness and that power, we're going to be able to like write a language and a policy that other restaurants, whether a male or female owns that restaurant, you know, sees that that is the new standard. So that's so redefining standards in the hospitality industry. Yes, totally. That's, I love it. Yes. And, and I think it's worth um, calling out that this is something that you are taking on locally here and, you know, have banded together, but for anybody listening outside of the Milwaukee area, like if this resonates with you, do this in your communities. And I think, you know, the, what is it? Rising tides lift all boats. Like, let's, let's do something. We, we can do something. I think oftentimes it feels like we can't, but Mm -hmm. we can, and we are stronger together. Um, so yeah, as we, as we wrap up here, uh, what, what's next for heirloom aside from, you know, catering like the best (laughs) wedding of your life, uh, what's next? 
Well, like you said, we're going to be catering the best wedding. I don't know if you heard about it. October 1st. (laughs) Magical. I can't wait. Um, Obviously, like right now, I'm this. I've been asked this question a lot. Uh, We are so content where we are now. And the depending on what opportunities come across us, we'll you know, foretell our future, whether that's opening another type of food truck, uh, to, uh, don't joke, don't (laughs) joke. Oh my gosh. To, uh, you know, I, I'm really into desserts. No one really knows that about me because I don't have time. So I've been joking around about having like a dessert food truck, Um, we'll see. I really want to do that. But yeah, so whether that's opening a new food truck, a new concept to a storefront, I would love to own a farm and have like some way new vibe of like your pumpkin farm, like something where you can go hang out. There'd be food trucks. It would be like a starting base for us. That is like one of our like, that'd be awesome down the road plan, but there's not a, definitive answer right now and I'm totally okay with that because yeah. we don't want to we don't want to push forward too quickly consistency is so important to us and even though we could expand because we are so busy fortunately the people that come to our truck they're amazing and they're loyal and we love them but we just we're they're so important to us that consistency and keeping that is we're babying that um until yeah. we go to the next step so Hopefully there'll be new things by next year, but I I don't know yet. So, but I think it's also good. Thank you for saying that because I think it's also really valuable to hear somebody say that because so often it's like, oh, well, here are all the exciting things that I'm working on. And we feel this continuous pressure to keep doing all the new things. But what a beautiful place to be, to be like, you know what? I busted my ass. We got to this thing. We're working really hard. I kind of love it. So we're just going to do this for now. Yep, exactly. That's great. I love I love that. I love that. Also, don't ever go away because I'm coming by on Friday, by the way. Yeah. I'm coming. (laughs) Yes. Um Um, I yeah, the food, like we are trying to figure out a really weird and unique way to have work-life balance in an industry that is known to not give that at all. So we're able to do that. And obviously summer there's, it's like, there's all work, no play because it's our busy time of the year, but we can maneuver it in a way where my husband can see his daughter. We can have family time together and that's super important. Um, And I'd rather focus on that right now and keeping this business going than jumping ahead. So, and I, again, I think that's so important. You know, it's, it's, there's so many more things that, matter in life. Um, all right, Jess, as we wrap up, my last question for you is what is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Oh my gosh. Um, I think it kind of piggybacks on to what I just said. I am a known, like if anybody knows me, they know this about me. Like I, when I set my sights on doing something, I'm going to do it all the way. And if that means I work my butt off every second of every single day, that's what I do. So the biggest insight is setting boundaries for myself. Good. Because um, I will be up until midnight answering emails just so I can make sure I'm caught up. And I'm like, finally got to the point where I'm like, what are you doing? You need to set boundaries. Other people set boundaries for themselves. (laughs) 
you're not doing that for yourself. You're telling other people they need to do that. And you're making sure everybody else is like, no, you need to go home and rest, but then you're not doing that for yourself. It's not good for anyone. So I would say that has been the biggest thing. And I've always been that way, but it's the new business um, now almost two years old has really pushed it on me and made me open my eyes. So yeah, wise words, wise words, lady. All right. Well, thank you so, so, so much for being my very first wedding podcast series guest. Um, Just for everybody listening who wants to get in touch, what's the best way to reach out to you or heirloom? If you want to know where our truck is, the easiest way is to go to heirloommke.com. Click the find us link. And there's a whole month worth of locations and hours of where we're going to be. If you want us to cater your wedding, um, you can also reach out to us on there. Um, There's a contact form or you can email us directly at hello at heirloommke.com and let us know what your wedding date is. We can see if we have it available. We're booking through 2023 and 2024 now. So my gosh, you're getting married in those years. Reach out, reach out now. Yeah. For anyone not in the Milwaukee area, plan a trip to Milwaukee so you can come eat at Heirloom Food Truck because you're missing out. Yes. Um, Jess, you're you're a pure delight. I'm so grateful for you and your food. And as you're (laughs) catering our wedding, thank you so much. Um, We'll make sure that everybody has all your contact information. And for anyone listening, uh, please, if you love this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review. Thank you again, Jess. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I feel the same way about you. Thank you for having me. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.